0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode 11 of Coffee with the Queen. I'm Nicole. And I'm Cindy. Today we're going to discuss the difference between cold brew and iced coffee, and how to avoid the most common cold coffee pitfalls. For our fun bit, Cindy's going to share some of her fabulous summer cold coffee recipes. If you're interested in learning more about anything mentioned in today's podcast, please visit our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com, or our podcast site, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. We have links to everything covered today on both sites. So iced coffee versus cold brew, the modern summer cold coffee showdown, or is it really? Hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll see that being served cold is really the only similarities these two coffee drinks share. Iced coffee is brewed with hot water using the same grounds to water ratio and same brewing technique as you use to brew hot coffee. Using hot water allows for extraction of those wonderfully crisp, clean, upper, bright notes, like that high acidity that brings that fruit and citrus tones that we love. While using the same grounds-to-water ratio ensures that your coffee tastes like your coffee. (laughs) Cold brew, on the other hand, is brewed with cold water, meaning that there's very little or no extraction of those nice, crisp upper notes. And use a much higher grounds-to-water ratio. So at least twice the grounds-to-water ratio that you would use when you brew an iced coffee or a regular hot coffee.
1: Right. Cold brew is like Sun tea in a way.
0: I have no No. idea, but I I completely believe you. I don't even know what Sun (laughs) tea is.
1: Well, sun tea is kind of like cold brew, except you leave the tea bags in the water out in the sunshine and you let the tea be extracted that way. Got it. And people drink iced tea that way.
0: Okay. Yes. The iced coffee and cold brew taste very different. I'm assuming a sun tea versus a regular tea also kind of has this big difference in the way that the flavor comes out from these two different brew techniques.
1: It does. It does. And cold brew is a little bit more procedure intensive than sun tea.
0: I'll have to go Google this after. I've never heard of it before. So rather than a heat-based extraction, cold brew coffee extracts its flavor while steeping, which is why it has to steep for so long. So usually at least 12 hours. So between the cold water and the long exposure, a bean's base notes will dominate the cold brews. You'll never have a cold brew that has hints of apricot and lemon and citrus, but you will get those deep, rich chocolate tones, which are all the base notes. So whereas iced coffees, you know, just we just said... Everything we expect of a hot coffee, so bright acidity, balanced flavor palette, complexity, a moderate mouthfeel. Cold brew will take those same beans and make them much thicker, richer. It reduces the acidity, which doesn't come out again without the heat extraction. And it will have very strong, often chocolatey base notes. And that's just because coffee grows near chocolate. So most coffees have some chocolate tones in their base notes. So
1: it seems like something that we've talked about before, darker roast coffees exemplify and really shine in these base notes. So I'm sure you're going to say something about possibly using darker roast coffees when you make cold brew.
0: You know, I do mention this later. So yes, a darker roast will give you more consistency if you want your cold brew to taste like your hot coffee. If you really like your hot coffee and you're like, mm, I want this coffee, but cold, use that dark roast.
1: Okay. I didn't mean to jump ahead.
0: It just... No worries. <laughs> no worries. But we will get to that because I'll explain that actually when we talk about some of our pitfalls. Okay, cool. So so is one method better than the other? Is cold brew better than iced coffee or iced coffee better than cold brew? No, it really all comes down to personal preference. Iced coffee provides the diversity and subtlety of flavors we enjoy in a brewed coffee, but can taste watered down and weak, if not brewed correctly. So like a great iced coffee is actually much harder to make than a good cold brew. Cold brew, on the other hand, is pretty hard to mess up and offers that rich, sweet chocolatey drink but it will really last complexity. And for a true coffee lover, you may be disappointed in a cold brew because you're not going to get that full flavor palette and really be able to experience the full character of the coffee.
1: Right. But it's so subjective because some people just love their cold brew iced coffee. Like that's
0: the only way they'll do it. They're both good, but they're going to appeal to different people. So for those who love highly acidic coffees like an African or Central, you're probably going to prefer an iced coffee because you'll be able to get those wonderfully crisp, bright, beautiful upper notes. And for Those who really dislike bitterness and lean towards a more low-acidity coffee with a richer, thicker base, such as a Sumatra, you're probably going to prefer a cold brew. But again, you you could go either way. (laughs) This is just a generality. So now let's talk about some of the most common cold brew and iced coffee brewing mistakes. By and large, while possible, it's really hard to mess up a cold brew unless you are using old grounds, you're using grounds that aren't uh, ground correctly, or you're over-extracting, so you're really letting the coffee steep for more than 24 hours, then you'll start to get the bitterness. But most people aren't letting their coffee steep for over 24 hours.
1: <laughs> so, right, right. But also it's about proportion, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, people, you know, they could have too much coffee for right. the amount of water they're adding or too little, and that will change the extraction and the right. texture. If you normally, let's just say, use six teaspoons to brew a pot of hot coffee, you'd probably want to use 12 teaspoons at least of coffee if you're brewing cold brew with the same amount of water
1: cool
0: yeah another reason that your cold brew might taste off is that the water that you're using to brew wasn't filtered and can contain chemicals that are now presenting themselves in your cup or there's one other big problem with cold brew and this is not a brewing mistake and for anyone who's squeamish i really suggest you stop nicking and cover your ears right now your cold brew could be moldy now We've mentioned this before on the podcast, but as a reminder, coffee is a food product. It does not have a forever shelf life. Very often, people will make the mistake of making a really big batch, like a week's worth of cold brew and thinking that they're, you know, they're set for the week. Uh, But in reality, after four days, your coffee is going to start to develop mold spores. So another really huge problem, if you buy cold brew from a cafe or, or someplace that's using a keg. Be very, very careful. Kegs often aren't cleaned very well, and the old coffee and old mold can grow on the inner walls of the keg even after the keg's been washed. That mold will then contaminate any new batch that's just been put into the keg. Yuck. It's gross. Yeah. So stay away from kegs. Be mindful of how long you keep your cold brew. If it tastes odd at all, or you see anything growing on your coffee, do not. Dump it. (laughs) Okay. I wanna say that some people think that they can keep
1: their cold coffee longer. It's like they've been lulled into a false sense of security because you can buy those cold brew coffee bottles in the grocery or in the shop and those have preservatives in it. So it's like anything else that you make yourself at home. You made it fresh from fresh ingredients because you wanna drink it fresh. So it's only gonna last a few days. So when you're buying something like that from the store, remember it's got something in it to help it be preserved. And you're going to lose the benefits of making it fresh if you let it sit too long.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we're actually going to talk about that a little bit more right now. So known to iced coffee. Um, so I love an, a great iced coffee. And it really does pain me to admit that there are many, many ways to mess up a cup that starts off with so much promise and potential. Your first enemy with iced coffee is dilution. So dilution happens when you add ice or more water to a regularly brewed coffee. What it does is disrupts the grounds to water ratio that we mentioned. And I think people tend to forget that that grounds to water ratio is important even after brewing. So if you add milk to your coffee, if you add ice to your coffee, what you're doing is diluting your coffee. So to avoid dilution, try chilling a brewed cup of coffee instead of adding ice to hot coffee, or you could use coffee ice cubes or whiskey stones instead of regular ice cubes so you can kind of maintain it the right balance. The other thing you could do in brewing is add an extra one fourth tablespoon of grounds per cup to your grounds before brewing, which should offset any extra liquid added from the ice. finally, if you, I love this, if you um, normally brew with a drip machine, any kind of drip methods that can be chemics, pour over or a regular drip machine, I really encourage you to try using the Japanese iced coffee brew method. This is a great brew method that allows you to brew with hot water. So you're getting all of the benefits of a hot water extraction, over ice. And what yeah, it does, so. yeah, so you just split your water volume between ice and hot water. So it's a great brewing method if you use a drip brew method. Yeah, there's a
1: great blog post that Nicole did about that. So you guys should go check it out. I also wanted to say a lot of uh, modern drip coffee machines actually have brew over ice methods built into them, like mine does.
0: Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And the result tastes a lot like the Japanese pour over.
0: If you love the taste of your coffee, hot and you want an iced coffee definitely try this brew method or you know if you have a machine that as Cindy does that can do it for you strongly strongly encourage you to try this iced coffee brewing method where you're brewing hot coffee over ice.
1: I have another point you'll often see in a lot of coffee shops that when they serve you iced coffee they pour an extra shot in before they give you the iced coffee and this is to compensate for the dilution.
0: If you get a diluted iced coffee from a coffee shop, you should bring it right back. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. so yes, anytime you see people adding more coffee in or something that might seem odd at first, it's really just because they need to account for all that extra water volume, even if it's happening after the coffee's been brewed. The next great iced coffee hiccup, and so what we were talking about before, is using stale coffee. So I think to harp on my second favorite topic of the day after mold is coffee is a food product and it stales. So it's perfectly fine to use your leftover morning coffee. You have to be sure that it was properly stored while fresh. So normally within five minutes of brewing, if you want to use that same coffee that you brewed in the morning for iced coffee later on in the day.
1: Yeah, I actually have a carafe thermos. And so if I have coffee left over, I will put it in that thermos for an iced coffee in the afternoon. And I spill it out with the next coffee that I make. And so that's how I always have a supply of chilled coffee in my fridge.
0: I used to do that often when I was in college. And if now I'm going to have a nice coffee, I might do that too. The key is if you're doing that, be sure that you transfer your coffee to an airtight container. Absolutely within 30 minutes of brewing your coffee because it's coffee stales within 30 minutes, but I would say within five minutes. So as soon as it stops steaming, I would transfer that coffee and get a lid on it. If you right. leave properly stored coffee on the counter, so in an airtight, light-blocked container, it should stay fresh for up to 24 hours, and it should stay fresh for up to four days if placed in the refrigerator.
1: Right. That's my strategy. That's, that's Yeah, the- no,
0: that's, I mean, that's a good one. Uh, we used to do that a lot. My grandmother was a very big iced coffee fan in the summer, so we used to do that a lot in the summer.
1: Right. Well, um, I'm always uh, experimenting with iced coffee cocktails and coffee drinks, so I always need like a nice supply of pre-chilled coffee in the fridge.
0: Oh, that's true. Yes, and I'm always cold, so I'm always going for my hot coffee. But that is, that is a really good trick. Like every once in a while on a hot day, I'll actually do the same. If I feel like I might be lazy in the afternoon, I just do that. If I don't feel like doing my Japanese iced coffee method. Now to our final great iced coffee and cold brew pitfall. It's assuming that coffee tastes the same cold as it does hot. It doesn't. We all make this mistake. At some point, we all have grabbed a cup of iced coffee and been like, oh, this does not taste like what I expected especially if you drink that same coffee brewed hot regularly. And the reason is that coffee structure, and therefore the taste notes that come out, change as it cools in your mouth. when you sip coffee, as it's cooling and changing, it hits different parts of your mouth, and different notes are more prominent as the coffee cools. So when selecting a coffee that you plan to drink cold, keep in mind that the coffee's dominant notes particularly will change as they cool. Those dominant notes tend to be base notes. They won't change as dramatically as the upper notes. Those are gonna be the crisp, bright, sweet notes. So as the coffee cools, the upper notes and acidity become more difficult to detect. Even with a really well-brewed iced coffee, just one used with the Japanese brew method because we're, we're really promoting that today. Uh, the acidity will be much more difficult to detect even right after brewing, but most definitely as the coffee begins to cool further. In cold brew, again, those notes often just fail to appear entirely.
1: So this goes back to what I was saying before about the roast type you choose for your iced coffee.
0: Yeah. So if you um, really love consistency in your coffee between hot and cold, I would say definitely go with a strongly brewed coffee or a dark roast because the dark roasts are brewed to roast specifications. They're not really meant to make the coffee's natural character shine through. really focused on a roast that's why most french roasts will taste somewhat similar regardless of where you go in the world if you're going to high quality roaster same thing with italian roast they are brought to a roast profile and that roast profile should hold relatively consistent as the coffee begins to cool a medium roast a full city roast vienna roast those roasts really are meant to kind of celebrate the coffee's natural character those upper notes likely diminish as the coffee cools. So you have to be really mindful of that when you're drinking it. You just can't expect the coffee to taste exactly as it would were you brewing it hot.
1: Um, I'm going to throw something else in there. It's very interesting. I'm a black coffee drinker, no sugar. I love the way different coffees taste, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a coffee lover. I love the flavor of coffee. But when I have iced coffee, it's about the only time that I enjoy a little bit of milk in my coffee. So I'm just going to encourage people to try out taking their iced coffee differently than they do their hot coffee
0: yeah no I think that's a good point and that probably goes back to the point that it's going to taste different so to me personally like I, I do drink my coffee black and I tend to be more of a hot coffee drinker iced coffee to me always tastes a little bit bitter regardless of whether it's cold brew or iced coffee and I think it's because it is pulling out more of those dark base notes where I really love upper bright notes I love all coffee but I definitely lean towards medium and falsity roasts. I love those bright Right, notes. And,
1: right, and I lean so. towards a darker roast, but even for me, I think there's a slight bitterness in my iced coffee, which is why I'll put a little cream in it.
0: Yeah, so experiment and try. Yeah, so that wraps up our cold coffee section of this podcast. Now we can get on to the recipes. What have you got for us today, Cindy?
1: So today I'm going to talk about my favorite iced coffee treat. Whether you pronounce it frappe or frapp, there's some debate about it. Nothing is as refreshing to me on a hot day. Traditionally, it's a blend of coffee, ice, milk, and something extra. So the pronunciation and the origin is much debated. Some say it comes from a very famous coffee maker's experiments in Greece. Others say a well-known American fast food chain featuring a famous clown is responsible <laughs> for pronouncing it frappe instead of frappe. And let's not forget that extremely popular coffee chain out of Seattle that can be found on every corner of the Upper West Side in Manhattan who put a chino at the end and call it their own. The point is that whatever you call it and wherever it comes from, it's delicious. And I have gathered some of my favorite frap recipes together and posted them on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com. And so I'm not gonna take you through all the details, but I will share a trick with you that I picked up. And this goes back to what Nicole and I were talking about concerning dilution. My trick for the perfect frap is to prepare coffee ice cubes the night before, but a lot of them, like two cups worth of them. And then the next day, when you're ready to make your frap, you use those coffee ice cubes instead of fresh coffee in the blender. And this will end up with a much richer and a bolder drink than if you were to use a combination of coffee and ice. And now, of course, as we've said before, this is subjective. So if you experiment with your fraps and you prefer using you know, regular ice with your coffee, I am not one to stop you. Go for it. But if you have the opportunity, please try my frap trick, creating your coffee ice cubes the night before and then using them in the blender the next day. Anyway, that's where I'm going to leave you. It was short and, trust me, very sweet today. But please check out my frat favorites. I've combined them into one blog for you. And as always, feedback, suggestions, comments, your tips and tricks are so welcome. Nicole and I just love to get your feedback.
0: And with that, I'm going to give it back over to Nicole. Thanks, Cindy. Pretty much. you put coffee in a blender with anything, you've got me on board. That concludes episode 11 of Coffee with the Queen. Thank you for joining us. And again, links to everything that we've discussed today are available on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com or on our podcast, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. If you like this podcast, as Angie mentioned, please let us know. Please give us five stars on iTunes and please give us your feedback, including anything that you don't like that we do. But more importantly, topics that you'd like discussed because we always love to give you something that you want to hear.
1: Yeah, Um, and let us know if you're interested in seeing us uh, go live with maybe some coffee demonstrations or our q and
0: a's yes yes because we could definitely do that um, either on youtube or instagram if you are interested in learning more about our coffee please visit our website thequeenbean.com with that i hope you guys have a wonderful august
1: yes guys stay safe stay happy stay healthy and we'll see you next time